morning, everyone. Just finishing my script. Uh, thank you for joining us for this morning's news agenda. Uh, welcome back to the first day back from holiday. And I'm just, I'm not on time. I don't know where I am, what I'm doing or anything. I don't want to be here. But there we go. Um, happy back to work day, everybody. Welcome to the news agenda with me, Fleet Street Fox. And today I'm joined by the Mirror's assistant editor, Jason Beatty. Now, this is the People's Paper Review, so get into the comments, ask us your questions, we'll do our best to answer them for you. Those of you listening later on podcast will just have to shake your fist at the weather instead. So, what have we got today for you? Well, the Mirror has splashed on the latest from Ryan Giggs' trial for assault and domestic abuse, which I'm sure we'll be discussing one day soon when it ends. But for now, uh, we're heading to page two, where Labour is on the attack over the 40 new hospitals that Boris Johnson promised loudly and repeatedly when he was elected just three long and horrifyingly inept years ago. It was always known from the moment he opened his mouth, Jason, that this was more like half a dozen new hospital wings. But Labour is saying now it's even worse than that. It seems these 40 new hospitals are completely AWOL. What's happened to them? Well, I mean, not to a great surprise of anybody, it's like Boris Johnson was being rather elastic with the truth here. I mean, Never. I know, it's a surprise, it's a surprise. And we're going to miss this one, Susie, because, you know, we kind of, you know, who, who's going to entertain us now with the, the, the kind of, you know, kind of um, very wobbly definition of the truth, put it that way. So, we, I mean, well, it wasn't there was were 40 new hospitals right from the beginning. It, it was never there. Most of them were rebuilding projects. 12 of them were just kind of new wings on existing hospitals. Yeah. When it kind of looked at it, there was only three actual new hospitals and they'd already been promised to be built, but they hadn't been built because of I mean, PFI projects, which have been handed out to the private sector who hadn't done their job properly. So it was, you know, this was a myth based on a greater myth, based on a lie, based on a kind of, you know, a figment of Boris Johnson's imagination. I mean, it's, and lo and behold, it's unraveled. And, it's unraveled know, in three years. <laughs> And it's now been um, investigated by the spending watchdog, the National Audit Office. It's being looked at by this story came from Sky News. That's from the FOI, Freedom of Information Requests. And, and you know, the, the big question is, you know, will Rishi Sunak or Liz Truss, the two contenders to take over the, the basket case of the country, which they've created, uh, will they be pledging the 40 new hospitals which don't exist or are they going to come clean? You know, I do wonder whether, I mean, let's just be... Let's just be nice for a moment, if we can, to Boris Johnson. Let's, let's drag that back up out of our souls. Um, <laughs> if he had the full five years government, if he didn't have to leave right now, perhaps someone might say that some of these hospitals might have appeared. Perhaps. But, but they were never 40 new hospitals. I mean, as I said, you know, but 12 of them were just kind of, you know, wings or annexes of existing buildings. That's not a new hospital, however you define it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a kind of, you know, it's a, an extension, possibly, as a politely putting way, but it's not a brand new big hospital. No. So, I mean, even if you kind of are willing to give them a little bit of leeway on the timeline, um, it's still not actually, a, 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 you know, achievable because it wasn't a new hospital. <laughs> it's always ridiculous. So the FOIs have found that a third of these 40 hospitals, mm. uh, which were set out to have these uh, new facilities, only a third of them actually expect anything to be built at all. Uh, and seven of them, I think, so far, only seven have actually started anything. Um, but speaking of going AWOL, hang on a bit, Pamela says, Liz Truss will carry on with the lies or misinterpretation of what she actually said. 
who knows what we're going to get with our new our new uh, our new prime minister whenever they finally take office. It looks like it's going to be Liz, and it does look like they're not necessarily going to be right across the whole new hospitals thing, but we'll get to that. Now, speaking of people going AWOL, uh, that's where the Prime Minister is right now. He was well, not AWOL because we know where he is, but he's he's on his second holiday in a fortnight, um, this time on a Greek island. There he is. What a fine specimen of manhood. Mm. Um, and this time he's on a Greek island just outside Ath- Athens, just after he's had a spa break in, I think it was Slovenia. It's very tiring, all this governing ineffectively. You have to have a break quite a lot. Um, now, but while there is no chance of holding Boris to account any longer, any more scrutiny, Jason, it does look like, like you said there, the National Audit Office is going to have a look at his hospital's building programme. Because when it was announced, this was these 14 new hospitals, uh, which actually were a few hospital wings, are going, were going to cost £3.7 billion. They are now scheduled to cost twenty billion pounds, which is what? It's at least half a mile of HS2. That's, that's a lot of money. Um, we already knew it was a lie, it, but it turns out to be a very expensive lie. So, but what can anyone do about it? The National Audit Office, by the time they come back, he will be long gone. He'll be on his speaking tours. And isn't aren't expensive lies just par for the course, really? Well, I mean, this is the I mean, you can almost write the script now that 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 when Liz Truss, who appears to be the favourite to win, takes over. I mean, we're not completely discounting Rishi. Yes, we have. Um, uh, <laughs> Liz Truss takes over. She's just going to try and do what Johnson did when he took over for May and go, it's a clean slate. I'm not responsible for anything which happened before. You've got a new government. Yeah, yep, that was in the past. You know, let's let, let's move on and, and kind of reset the clock. And and you know we saw this with 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 you know Johnson with his kind of not just for hospitals pledge but oh we're going to recruit twenty thousand more police officers uh, conveniently forgetting that the previous Tory governments had cut twenty thousand more police officers ditto for for we're going to recruit more nurses conveniently forgetting that the previous Tory government had cut the number of nurses so we're going to get exactly the same it's 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 foretold it's inevitable that Liz Truss will come in and go. You know, I'm not responsible for being in the government for the last decade. This is, you know, this is a new government and, and you know, we're going to kind of correct all the mistakes that government made. And, you know, and will voters fall for it again? I don't think they will. I think, you know, they, they now know it's 12 years of Tory administration and they know that, that the mistakes have to lie with responsibility of those who've been in power for that time. Yeah. Now, Mark Knowles there mentions, and he's very carefully used an acronym that I can't, possibly uh, <laughs> someone and a trust has built a brand new medium secure hospital and it's classed as one of the 40 uh yes there is one way to go mark um way to go boris as well it does seem to be though a slight mismatch between what was promised and what we've actually got um and so keep asking your questions everybody what do you think about the hospital's um bid and promises what do you think about the cost of them is 20 billion pounds for some hospitals of indeterminate number is that a good value for money and what can we do about it if boris johnson's left office after that point now labor's wes streeting has pointed out quite helpfully i suppose for us but not helpfully for the tories that neither candidate to be replaced boris has mentioned these hospitals in fact there's quite a lot that was in the last tory manifesto in 2019 that they're not talking about at all which includes 
the new nurses, the new police officers, the four billion pounds they said they were going to spend on flood defences and nine billion pounds for energy efficiency measures in homes, schools and businesses. Um, now, Alan Clark says it was never really going to happen. All these hospitals. No, but I bet there's a lot of Tory voters who knew it wasn't going to happen. who still voted for Boris. <laughs> uh, but, but Jason, we are going to need all these things because we've got floods predicted across southern England today yep. um, without the right flood defences in place. Again, people are being told to prepare grab bags in case they have to vacate their homes in a rush with their insurance documents in. Energy bills are going up and up and up and up and up. Whoever is prime minister, this is the thing that bothers me about this. All right, she may, Liz Truss may wish to, you know, politically step aside from what has gone before, despite the fact she's been in government for a decade under three prime ministers. And this is very much exactly what she's been involved in. But she is going to have to deal with this when and if she probably becomes prime minister. So why aren't they talking about it? She's got to have a, she's got to have a plan, right? Well, you think she may have a plan. I mean, her, I mean, at the why moment... would you want to be prime minister if you didn't have a plan? <laughs> well, why Boris Johnson? Yeah, I mean, who, who, who would think that you know, conservatives would just want to be in power for power's sake? That'd be very um, out of character, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, at the moment, you if we're trying to be fair to this trust, which is kind of quite a painful, torturous process to go through, but let's try it anyway. You could say, well, look, she just needs to win. The leadership contest and that means appealing to the 0.25 percent of 160,000 people who have the Tory party membership and, and therefore everything she says is pitched at them and the fact that they don't particularly like environmental policies um, and the fact that they'd much rather feather their own nests and worry about the future of the country and the fact that you know they're predominantly quite well off compared with with um, the rest of the country, but therefore they would like tax cuts rather than um, and to make themselves even richer. They don't want any raid on their wealth. All of that explains why Liz Truss is actually come up with kind of with policies which 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 help the few and, and not the, the many um, because she wants to get elected. Now, whether when she comes into power, uh, she then does, you know, she has got this great kind of kind of dossier of policies which are, are there to, to, to kind of help the country through the, the multiple crises. Um, we just don't know. And the real problem she's got is by making all these campaign pledges. If she doesn't honour them, then she's going to get a backlash from the Tory right and from the membership. Unfortunately, mm. if she does honour them, they're pretty disastrous for the country. I mean, tax cuts, yeah. which benefit the very wealthy and not the poorest to help through the energy crisis are not going to work and are not going to wash. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's all very well to say that, um, you know, the Tories just want to be in power for power's sake. Mm. But if they want to retain that power and there's a general election pending at some point very soon, mm. they're going to have to deal with this stuff. She can't ignore it. Um, Ryan says here, do you think that Liz will do anything to tackle the economic crisis or will she just pretend that it doesn't exist like Boris has been doing? And, you know, Ryan says rent for some places has gone from 800 quid to 1400 quid. Prices are really shot through the roof. 
uh, for lots of people in lots of different ways. And speaking of energy bills, we were early on, and page 10 is reported today that they could rise next spring to £104 a week. That is £5,500 a year. Now, there's about 23 million people in the UK who don't pay the basic rate of income tax of £12,500 because they don't have an income that high. So for 23 million people, that is more than half of their income. And for some people, of course, massively more than half because they're on pensions or whatever. It's more than half of their take home pay. And of course, it's, it's much, much more if you're earning pensions or own benefits or something. Josie says, when is enough enough? General strikes are needed. Boots on the streets. Time for a revolution, it would appear, Jason. And this is turning out to be sort of the argument of the leadership campaign, isn't it? Because Labour suggested freezing the price cap on energy, which helps some people, not everybody. Liz is refusing to say what her future chancellor might do, but is suggesting tax cuts. And Rishi has ruled out doing what Labour has suggested he do, despite the fact that he's previously done what Labour suggested he do quite often. <laughs> For yeah. example, the windfall tax and things like that before he left office. And Sunak is saying that Truss's plans are only going to give a pound back to everybody that have been had a pound taken away from them in their national insurance increase and that she's leaving families and pensioners behind. I mean, this just this whole thing is not sustainable. The government's policy and their way of dealing with this isn't sustainable. Our costs are not sustainable. No, I, Sorry to interrupt. I mean, I was just going to say, you know, if, if energy bills go up to more than 5,000 a year, that's over half the state pension. I mean, yeah. I just don't know how anybody can afford it. Well, um, how, and, this is my point. And the real, the real calamity, the, the bit which makes you most angry and is most frustrating is the fact that actually the decisions need to be taken now, not on September the 5th. But we're, on August the 26th, we'll get the, the price rise for energy, the first one. Um, and if you want to mitigate against that, the decisions should be taken now. And unfortunately, we have a prime minister who's gone on his second holiday, even though he's about to leave office on August 5th in less than two weeks. And we have the Tories who are much rather conduct a leadership election and address the problems facing the country. I, you know, the, the, they literally, the, you know, the, the, kind of, the ship is, is, is kind of heading towards rocks and, and there's nobody at the wheel. And this is just, and this is real, the, and the problem we're going to have now is by the time you get a new prime minister on September the 5th, it's actually going to be too late to sort out some of the problems. You can't mm. update benefits that quickly. Need, that decision needs to be made now. Yeah, you know, things have to be set in train, don't they? And yeah. one of the points, though, I think is that it's the energy companies as well, the people who are producing this energy and selling it to us at these very high rates, they're going to have to realise at some point they can't chisel us indefinitely. Cindy says here, we need a general election as the choice of new prime minister is no choice at all. Cutting tax will not help those most in need as they don't pay tax anyway. There is massive support, Jason, in the general population now, even amongst some Tory voters, for nationalising the energy industries because well, of the prices they're paying. I mean, that's that's what they're facing, isn't it, if this carries on? Well, I mean, that's what Emmanuel Macron is doing in France. I mean, he, you know, his cap bill rises at, at 4%, and he said to, to EDF, um, who, as we've reported last week, is charging English customers, this is the French energy firm, twice as much as it's charging French customers, that it's going to, he's going to nationalise them. Um, possibly on a temporary basis, if they, because 
it's the only way to actually bring down bills. Mm. And the French government's willing to do this, and Macron's not exactly a lefty. He's you know he's he's on the kind of the right of political spectrum. I mean, it's you know the time for kind of kind of ideology is over. What matters now is helping people through this because it's going to be extraordinarily painful. I don't think people the Tories quite understand. You know, it's not. I mean, it's just about families who are going to be put into destitution and pensioners. Although that's kind of the real crisis, it's a lot of businesses are going to suffer. I was yeah. reading this morning of a charity whose whose energy bills are going to go up from ten thousand to fifty thousand pounds. That charity can no longer survive. Now, if that's you know, this is going to have knock-on effects right across society, and, and yeah. the fact that there seems to be no urgency about it is 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 not just mystifying. It, it's actually kind of disgraceful. It is a bit. It's very much so. Uh, now, that spot on earlier on was to your point, apparently, Jason. Cindy says they need to cut VAT, which would benefit everyone, and also reduce the cost of gas, electric and petrol. They need to do something about the price cap not affecting businesses as well, Cindy, because at the moment, if you're a small business, you pay exactly what the rate is and there is no price cap for you. Um, as expensive as it is for domestic households, it is at least capped. Um, but, you know, a big business like Amazon can afford to pay increased energy bills small business like your local news agents or chippy can't so why can't we have small businesses and charities and so on protected um now we do have some good news for you in the world now thank you for your questions everybody thank you for explaining some of that to us jason um keep asking us your questions we'll try and wrap up a few at the end if there's any left over about bills or hospitals but first off we found it there is some good news here it is Now, it's not about this wonderful story about Edna and Simon, who have been mirror stalwarts for, I think, about 15 years now. I remember when the Sunday Mirror first did their, their romance about 17 years ago when I was still a reporter. Uh, but down in the bottom left corner, um, there's uh, there's the story that we're talking about. Now, as a pensioner said on the, the previous story, it's just like rationing all over again, the energy crisis. And on page 16 here, this bit of news is good, so long as you like onions, Jason. Now, there's a farmer called Tim Young, there he is, hunky chap, in Norfolk, who has found that due to the weather, some of his onion crop um, has got a little bit of mould on it. And that means he can't sell any of it. He can't store it with the good onions and he can't sell any of it to the supermarket. So he's faced with either plowing it back into the field. He has instead, because 60% of these onions are perfectly edible, he's giving them away free at the farm gate to anybody who wants them. Now, I don't know what your favourite onion recipe might be, Jason. I think I, I personally could eat an onion like an apple, just like, like that, because I love a bit of onion. That's wrong. It is disgusting, but I, yeah. that's what I would do. <laughs> uh, but is it? do you think, is this proof that the, the cost of living crisis is all going to end in tears? Oh, Susie, I see what you did there. There are layers and layers in this story, aren't there? <laughs> 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 Lots of layers. What would your um what would your favorite onion recipe be? Um I told you this earlier and you said I was part of the Metropolitan Elite. That's why I want you to tell people <laughs> what it was. <laughs> but as I, I think this is, this is a Jamie Oliver recipe, so it's not that Metropolitan Elite. But basically, if you no, it's Delia. Delia, it's a Delia recipe, but if you fry red onions in balsamic vinegar and a tiny bit of sugar and then add them to a salad, it's really nice. There you it, go. Is, it is very nice. Um, I think that's Delia. I'm pretty sure it is Delia. So there you yeah. go. 
Okay, well, maybe the mirror should be carrying a page of onion recipes as well yeah. as directions on how to get to Norfolk uh, if you're not nearby, because the cost of yeah. driving there is probably going to, you'd have to come back with a lorry full of the stuff if you can afford the pet. It's enough to make you weep, isn't it? Oh, there we go. There, you came up with one in the end, didn't you? Uh, now, <laughs> now, a few questions to wrap up. Anne-Marie says, if they'd voted for Jeremy Corbyn, we would all have been better off by £6,716 a year instead of millions now facing choosing between heating or eating because of soaring energy, fuel and food costs. Uh, Jason, does that, uh, do those sums work out? If we all had £6.5 a grand no year, idea those sums prices would go up by six and a half grand, I imagine, because that's no. the way capitalism yeah. works. Yeah. And yeah. whatever you think about Jeremy, I'm afraid he wasn't in charge of the global capitalist system. Uh, Ryan says, apparently it's 75 quid to get a return to Norfolk. Hello, Ryan. Whoever you are, I don't know how big a bag you're going to have to carry for 75 quid's worth of onions. But you're going to have to fit 76 quid's worth in to make it worth your effort. Amy says, this country should be run by aliens. At least they'd have the common sense to sort this mess out. I don't know, Amy. Have you met any um, <laughs> Vulcans lately or uh, Klingons? I mean, it really depends which kind of alien you have running the show. We don't want the Borg, do we? Let's face it. That would be problematic. And who's to say we don't actually have some aliens running it? I've always thought, uh, we've got to go in a minute, Jace, but I always thought that Boris Johnson reminded me rather of Zafford Beeblebrox from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You know, just a convenient patsy put up the front to run it for the, the real sharks and lizards. <laughs> anyway thank you jason for joining us we've got Thanks, to rush Susie. in a hurry i'm afraid everybody thank you for taking part we'll be back again next monday for another edition of the news agenda and perhaps the prime minister will have come back from holiday and we'll be able to see him not working in checkers where he's going to spend the next three weeks of his taxpayer funded life thank you everyone for taking part we'll see you all again next week bye-bye <laughs>